This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. I'm glad you brought up your uh, your aftershock pickups because you've picked up a lot of books, dude. Dude, I am so on board. I'm loving it. Even the so-so ones that some people were like, eh, if you have, to, if it's a Sophie's Choice thing, don't pick that one up. Even mm. those have been home runs. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. So, okay, so what, what did you pick up? Um, revisionist. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna introduce this episode, Nick. I already did that. This is We're the. Uh, this is the Aftershock Central podcast. <laughs> are we? Are we gonna put ours in there? That was so <laughs> awesome. That all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you like put in episode twenty-two B. Well, you know. Since uh, since since Ronnie and Jack are apparently uh, too busy to record Aftershock Central, Ooh. and yet they can record their quote unquote ultimate Marvel podcast. It is ultimate Marvel podcast. It is so good. <laughs> it is so good. I feel bad every time um, I listen and they get to the point where they're like, "All right, let's answer some questions." I I always get this weird pit in my stomach, like, oh my god, I hope I'm not the only person asking 20 questions. Because I know, like, <laughs> during the week, I'll be like, hey, what do you guys think of this? Hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what was your first? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, god, I would just be so embarrassed if it's always like, another question from Nick. Oh, here's another <laughs> question from Nick. <laughs> I just want people to answer this stuff. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Well, you know me. I read in trades. Yeah, no, I know. So to actually have people that are like, you know what I like? Adam Warlock. It's like, hello, all right, I'm in. Instead of like, let's read the last week's Marvel issues that Nick won't be reading for nine months. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. Anyways, since those guys... They're the best. ...feel like they're too important... To record about Aftershock. We're going to do Aftershock Central tonight, Nick. Oh, my God. And this by would be so crazy. <laughs> they would be so upset. All of a sudden, their feed's going to be like, huh, what's this? What's this episode? <laughs> well, you know what? That's what they get. It would be pretty good, though, I will say. That's what they get for being jerk holes. But to be honest with you, I sort of like the Kung Fu Nerdy Legion episode. Oh, yeah. As what? soon as I saw that, I was like, when did we talk about Kung Fu? Then I read the description, and I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, an episode that my dumb voice isn't on. I can listen to it. It's <laughs> uh, so good. Agreed. So are we just going to – are you just going to insert it and call it like 1.5 or whatever? I, I don't know. We'll see. 16.5. <laughs> We'll see how Just I feel. <laughs> Listen, it's my network. I do what I want. I know. I love it. I fired. Ah. I fired Ronnie from Rebirthically last episode. Oh, it's gonna be good. Okay, I, well, I can't. I can't wait to listen to it then. Notice, I, I've plugged nearly every show on this network. Thank you. Over the last like fifteen minutes. Did you play Ronnie out with uh, sad Hulk music? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> uh, 
That's where you do need a soundboard. You want to take some of the nerdy legion uh, millions of dollars of money, invest in a soundboard. Yeah, I've been saying that for like uh, almost a year now. Make it more like Morning Zoo Radio. That'd be great. Mm, Yeah. Like you're, Ronnie, you're fired, and then have a door slamming and just (laughs) cut his mic. Oh, so so good, amazing. So, uh, so, anyways, yes. Yeah, so, so, tell me about your aftershock journey, Nick. Uh, the journey, the journey. Well, the journey fired up as soon as I saw the sale. Mm-hmm. So then I went to the Facebook page, asked everyone there, uh, yays or nays. I wasn't even, to be honest with you, I wasn't even looking for what's worth your dollar or two dollars mm-hmm. because of the sale price. I can find entertainment in a dollar or two dollars. I'm ha- I-, I will happily pay that. Sure. Um, but it was one of those, if somebody sort of knows what I like, that sort of helps. Like, mm. don't, don't recommend books to me that I either don't know the creators and then it's like, but it's a good zombie book or it's a good horror book. It's like, well, obviously you don't know me. But if it's like Marcos Martin drawing a horror book, yeah, guess what? I'll, I'll I'll jump on that. I don't care about horror at that point. I love Marcos Martin. Right. Um, so I sort of did that, and it was great because people that I've never interacted with on the Facebook page, they were happy to share not only titles but why they liked it, and that helped out a lot. Like, oh, think of it as this, this, and this. Like, I always like those type of comparisons because it's like, okay, I sort of dig that. Um, so I did pick up, uh, The Revisionist, mm-hmm. Alters, <laughs> um, Dreaming Eagles, mm-hmm. Black Eyed Kids, uh, Shipwrecked. Uh, I might be missing one. Darn it, I might be missing one. Uh, Rough Riders. Um, Rough Riders, sorry, too. Rough Riders and American Monster. So you picked up pretty much everything. Pretty much. I mean, I left my wallet in tatters and dust balls. Mm. Or I would have kept going, to be honest with you. Mm. Because at that point, I was looking and I'm like, but I love Paul Jenkins. I wish I could afford that. But you know me. It was tough for me to buy altars and shipwreck. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't full arcs. Right. Yeah, and I'm surprised I'm, you got those. Yeah, well, I sort of wanted just to preview them, and, ev- and a lot of people were going on and on about them. So I'm like, well, Alters was the one I took a chance on. Mm-hmm. Shipwreck, I had to buy because visually, that Philip Hester artwork was just amazing, and I love the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was some that. Like the Jenkins stuff, I would have bought that if I had enough money. And I was a little upset that I bought Revisionist, not knowing, I thought that was the entire arc, not knowing that the last issue was coming out. So to be honest with you, Revisionist was the first thing I read. Mm -hmm. And I picked up Revisionist because of the artwork was really attractive to me. Uh, I like the author. Mm-hmm. So I bought that and I even told Ronnie, um, I finished up the first five issues because it's six issues, right? The arc. Yeah. Um, I, I read all five 
And then come Sunday, I realized, oh my God, I, the arc isn't over. What, what happened? And Ronnie's like, well, they just released the last issue, um, whatever it was, Wednesday. So I did something I have never done in the 2,800 digital issues, trades, omnibuses that I have on Comixology. I actually paid full price for it. Hmm. I had to read the end. I could not wait for a sale. I could not wait six months. I had to know how that was wrapped up. I had to know what happened. Right. Did not disappoint whatsoever. Well worth spending that extra money just to be able to like put a bow on it. <laughs> I really enjoyed that series. I really enjoyed the sci-fi bent to it. Um, they kept the, the pace kept moving really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I liked the father-son dynamic. I liked how it changed. I liked the introduction of the the bandaged face men. Yeah. I liked their reveal. Um, and I liked the characters turning into different shades of their personality. Yeah. Depending yeah. on how he altered the timeline. I thought right. that was really clever. Um, I definitely could see that being on sci-fi channel or being a movie. Mm-hmm. That would be something that I could easily get into. Like the first arc could be the first season and I would happily start paying for cable. So I could watch that show on a weekly basis. It nice. was, yeah, it was really, really pleasant, fun to, fun to read. So then I went from that to dreaming Eagles mm-hmm. or no, I'm sorry to rough riders. And that was so in my wheelhouse, and I was really, to be honest with you, I was shocked that people didn't bring up League of Extraordinary Gentlemen hmm. when they were describing the book, because that's exactly how I would describe that book. Right. But that isn't a slam at all, and I don't think that that even was like, oh, it's a tip of the hat to Alan Moore's League of No, no, no. It's something different, but sort of in that vein. And I don't mind that. I I love taking literary characters or film stars from the 30s and making them into neat, not superheroes, but neat heroes. And the cast of characters on that was really fun. The twist on that was really good. Uh, I certainly was not expecting it to go where it went. Right. But And I know we've talked about this before. That was a perfect example of an arc to a story and the end, it opening up to uh, its universe. Mm-hmm. And I really felt that. It reminded me of uh, the Greg Rucka book that we were talking about during Halloween. Uh, Black Magic? Yes. Hmm. Where it just sort of opened itself up to like, Okay, here's the beginning of it. We might not tie everything up into a bow, but here's the doorway to our universe. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it was it was really really clever. And surprisingly, I thought all of the voices of all of the team was very distinct. Mhm. They all had their own little personality. It wasn't just the writer writing in shades of themselves. Right. Which is tough to do in a team book, you know? So I, I was I was thoroughly impressed. And uh, 
uh, Patrick Olaf's art. Holy, holy <laughs> guacamole. So, so beautiful. Um, yeah, they're going to be doing a, a season two of that book. Thoroughly looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be good. It should be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know how well it sells, but it's really fun, you know. Um, and the cast of characters they pick was really interesting. Really interesting. I like uh, – what's the, the boxer's name? Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson and um, Cudini. Mm-hmm. Like their interactions are hilarious. Great interactions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, Annie Oakley at the end was uh, – I, I want to see a second a second arc of that just to see where she's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, it was wonderful to be honest with you. I'd like <laughs> it reinvigorated why I read comics. Yeah. Just thoroughly entertaining and yet dealing with like historical pieces, mm-hmm. but not not standing on a soapbox preaching down to you. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was just fantastic. Highly recommend. Very um, cool. Then I just to, I started Dreaming Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know my stance on Garth Ennis. Mm-hmm. I did not know the artist before starting Dreaming Eagles, mm-hmm. but I love me some Garth Ennis. And when he's writing about historical fiction, right? Whether everything is one hundred percent factual, I could care less. <laughs> but when he peels back the onion of the to see Tuskegee yes. Airmen yep. or female Russian fighter pilots of World War II, mm-hmm. that's fascinating. And do I get that in any history class that I had through my schooling? Do I ever know about either of those groups? No. Right. So to actually read about it, it doesn't have, for me, it doesn't have to be. 100% factual. It has to be entertaining first and foremost. It's a comic book. This isn't a history book. Mm-hmm. But then to litter in all of this history, that is so imp- like that has made me go back and read about female Russian fighter pilots and read like there have been stories where he's written about certain aspects of uh, war that I've actually gone and like. Let me read a little bit more. Let me investigate this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty impressive because I don't get that in a Spider-Man comic book. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I started Dreaming Eagles last night, and I loved it so much it was hard for me to go to bed. Once I went to bed, I woke up, downloaded downloaded it on my work device so I could read it during lunch. Mm-hmm. And I finished it up at lunch. The first arc. It was so compelling for me. Uh, (laughs) Colby, the artist, uh, he, he put in such a mood and pacing to it. Mm -hmm. I could envision the action of the the panels and the pages. I could, I could, I could see motion. Where he isn't drawing like 
action lines. Yeah, I think uh, I think I've talked briefly with you about Dreaming Eagles. Um, I know I talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow or other, I missed reading the first issue. I, I don't I don't know, Nick. Don't ask. Um, but that happened, and um, somehow I missed it. And I started reading it like issue four or five, I think. Um, well, you know, I'm not a huge fan of war stories. Yep. You've so, made that very clear. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I purposely was avoiding it. Sure. But I heard a lot of good things about it. And, you know, we started – we were doing the podcast, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I'll just go ahead and read it. And, uh, I mean, it was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I went back and reread the whole thing after I got done with it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's – I think Aftershock is doing something really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the 21 questions at the end of issues. Right. I think that's, that gets any reader who wants to go a little further to get to know the creators. Mm-hmm. I think that's a value add into your book. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people do that. Like it, it's, it's, I would equate it to Valiant adding the colorist and letterer Mm -hmm. and giving them credit on the covers. Yeah. Not a lot of people do that. And, and now all of a sudden it seems like a lot of people are doing that. Mm -hmm. I've noticed it on Marvel uh, lately. Yeah. But I love the questions. Um, See, I miss all of the like Marvel bullpen stuff. I want an editor to answer questions within a comic book. I want people to correct their mistakes there or give me information about like James Robinson on Starman was really good at sharing. Oh, when I was writing this issue, I was listening to Art Blakey and the jazz messengers. Mm -hmm. And that would inspire me to be like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Art Blakey and the jazz messengers. Okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and I like the 21 questions. I and I love that finally and maybe it's just me and I just never notice granted I don't buy floppies. But I like to see somebody's Twitter handle. I like that I can directly interact whether it's good positive or negative, but why I'm not the type of person to be uber critical on somebody. Mm-hmm. But if somebody deserves a pat on the back, they freaking deserve a pat on the back. Sure. So I like seeing that, and I will directly be like, oh, like, tonight I'm starting uh, Black Eyed Kids. Nice. So I had to, like, I'm like, I'll tweet, you know, I'll I'll tweet out to Pruitt, and um, to actually see, and you know me, I'm sort of a nut for, like, colorists. Right. And to see Guy Major. Yeah, yeah, Guy's awesome. Oh, my God, I was just like. As soon as I saw his name, I'm like, wait, wait what? Because it, it sort of rang a bell that, like, I rec- I totally recognize that name. He's done these titles. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I think I started to recognize his name when he was doing Wildstorm. Right. And from that point, like, yes, he's he's like John Dell. Like, I, I know that name. Whenever I see that name, it instantly makes me want to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just, it's exciting to be like, and then they even like, hey, if the letterer has a Twitter handle, I'll throw that in too. <laughs> like, good on you. Like, guess what? You know, the letterer is like, that is a lost art. So for mm-hmm. them to actually get props, it's like, you know, and, and how much does that cost Aftershock, you know? Right. Or any publisher. But for me, I love that connection. I love to be able to share my thoughts or even, like I said, a pat on the back. Well, and if you've noticed, like, you, you get replies from the people working on the books pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's one thing that I've always appreciated with Valiant, right, is they they have no issue replying to anybody that talks to them. And the guys at Aftershock are pretty much the same, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, we, we talked to Joe Pruitt quite a bit. Um, you know, we, we had him on the podcast a couple episodes ago. And uh, he he's awesome, you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was reading Joe stuff back in the day, you know. So it was cool to just somehow or other, he just pops in, like back into our lives, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> and it, it was cool, like you know, you don't get that from like every publisher. No, right. Not and at I've, all. I've, obviously, it's like it's a small publisher, so. They want to make the extra effort to connect with people so that they can, you know, grow their fan base. Yeah, uh, but, but Martin, I mean, I have to give Dinesh credit too. They don't have to do it at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it'd be very easy to wander in and do your nine to five and like, ah, eh, let me pull up the Twitter mentions. Okay. Let me like these hundred tweets. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, it's really impressive, and he seems to be very uh, on top of the Facebook page as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and a lot of the creators are part of the Facebook page, which is fantastic. Yeah, on both ends, right? Valiant and Aftershock. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Simon Colby, I couldn't couldn't find him on Twitter, which is fine, Mm. but he was part of the Aftershock page, and he actually replied to one of mine, and and I just told him... Like how moved I was by that story and by how the art, the art actually made it so much more for me and just moved me so much more. Right. Yeah. It's just, God, it was stirring. Even, even the something small. And I, and I would love to give Garth Ennis all the credit for it because me loves me some Garth Ennis. <laughs> But even the last issue when the father is down painting the fence that the son first painted Mm -hmm. and correcting it and making it perfect. And the son and the mother is upstairs. And granted, it's Ennis's words that talk about the son talking about how great his father is. And then the mother's like, I'm just happy you you see that now. Mm-hmm. But it's the pacing and the the look from the mother and the glance that the son gives the mother mm-hmm. that Colby showed, and it's like that's what freaking moved it for me. Like the words mean a lot and give me goosebumps, right? But to actually see like and it's like I said, like there isn't movement, physical movement on the page. But while I'm reading it, I slow down and read it slower, 
and that's the scene takes a breath in my head mm-hmm. and becomes more dramatic that way. Yeah. And it's just yeah. so bizarre that Colby was on thanking and it's like I can never share that with him. But it's cool that he's just like, Hey, thanks for reading that. <laughs> like hey, it's just I saw that, know. yeah. Yeah, it's it's it was very touching. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm surprised you picked up some books though, Nick, because you're you're generally a trade waiter. Absolutely. So well, uh, let me correct you. I'm a sales waiter. Fair enough. Yeah, but generally those sales you get trades. Uh, if it's the same price, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but you picked up some books that don't even have a first volume yet. I know. What'd you get? So you got. So I know you got altars. Mm-hmm. You got animosity, right? No, did not. Oh, you, you did not get animosity. I did not get animosity. Why not? Uh, a couple people said that it's sort of like Walking Dead and Watership Down a little bit. Watership Down, yeah. I don't know about Walking Dead. And I was just like, nope, not nope, not okay. gonna, not gonna grab. That's fair. So I swapped that out for American Monster. Mm. I know. Hey, I love Azarello. I do too, but I, I've, I don't. There's something about that book that I just, I like reading it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are we gonna like tell a story here? Like, what what's happening? <laughs> but see, that's sort of what Hundred Bullets was. Oh sure, yeah. No, I got you. I mean, I was on issue 30 of 100 Bullets, and I'm still like, oh, my God, are we going to do something here? (laughs) Like, I know volumes are coming out of the trades, but at this point, I don't feel like there's a story to collect. But But can I explain about American Monster? Yeah, no, go ahead. Brian Azzarello. Love me some Brian Azzarello. He's he's a fun read. Um, Wando can be hit or miss for me. Really? But the thing that really attracted me, those freaking covers. Yeah. Those are stunning covers. Yeah. And I don't think the interior art can match those covers. But wow, are those beautiful covers. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of what brought – and I've read some uh, Marguerite Bennett. Yep. I read her – Avengers World, mm-hmm. really loved that. Then I read some other stuff by her, very lukewarm for me. Interesting. And I looked at the preview pages, because you know that's how I roll. Sure. And the art looked good, but it just didn't seem like from issue to issue, there there wasn't anything that was compelling me to grab it. Hmm. So that's why I grabbed... American Monster, because I'm like, well, at least with Brian Azzarello, I can sort of be, I'm um, I'm in for a pound there. No, that's fair, and I mean, you and I have different tastes, right? Like, I yeah. really, I really dig post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, and you know, animosity definitely scratches some of that itch. Um, not not completely, but some of it at least. Sure. And uh, I don't know, like, I, I really like American Monster, but so American Monster is like, um, it's kind of like Seinfeld, dude, you know, where like nothing happens, but like you just want to keep reading it anyway. 
Does that well, make I had, sense? I had somebody compare it to it. It involves a modern Frankenstein. Yes, right. And I'm like, okay, that's sort of fun. Like, I can picture that would be a neat playground for Azarello. It might take him 40 issues to get there. Sure. But I do like that concept. Like, whenever they did, like, Frankenstein and Agent of Shade, mm-hmm. sign me up. <laughs> when when Punisher became Frankencastle, yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, right, right. So that sounded good without it being too horror-y mm-hmm. for me. Um, but, uh, I, I started Black Eyed Kids. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be clutching a pillow when I go to bed. Oh my. Like there's some, there's some creep factor there that I, I'm like, do I just read this during the day? Is that what I'm going to be doing? I'm like, should I pull out my, like, 1972 Amazing Spider-Man collection and read that? Because I don't know if I can... Uh, you know me, I'm a little bit of a puss. I mean, it, there's some of that, but I don't think it's going to be, like, terribly bad, Nick. I think you'll be okay. I don't want bad dreams, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 I gotcha. I don't, I don't think you'll have bad dreams, Nick. Okay. I, uh, I think you'll be just fine. I think you'll be just fine. Um, I'm a harder and veteran like you are. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who is really Nick? But uh, now I think you, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't think you need to worry worry about that. Oh, I'm not saying anything about not enjoying it. Yeah. Let let me correct you. That that is all good in the hood. Whenever I can get any. And even if people poo-poo Dreaming Eagles, which, hey, you know, it's it's not for everybody. Sure. But just getting those Franco, Francavilla covers. Oh, I know. That That's worth the price of admission. So Black Eyed Kids, like, even just looking at those covers, oh, golly. But no, I know I'm in for a treat. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. You know, Paul, you know how Paul is. Um, he was saying something about he feels like a lot of panels get repeated, and I guess that, like I understand what he means, okay. but I I don't even feel like it's gratuitous, you know, like it doesn't feel like some panels repeat because they ran out of time to you know. Are they repeating right next to each other, or he's saying they're using panels in in other issues? The same no, panels, no, but no, in no, different no, issues. No, no, no. Next to each other. See, I look at that as a pacing. That that's a that's an artistic choice. I agree. Uh, for me, I I read because Outcast did that a lot. Mm-hmm. Repeated panels, mm-hmm. and I looked at that like that is the artist telling you to slow down and like. Take that in. Right. Like, don't, don't go, don't go just briefly over it and miss something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, off, off that topic, but still on Paul. Mm-hmm. He texted me today mm-hmm. and asked me because Comixology is having a Clone Wars sale. Yeah. And he goes, Clone Wars, yay or nay? And I'm like, for you? 
the man who doesn't like Spider-Man? That would be absolutely a nay. <laughs> and I'm like, but for me, I haven't read one issue of it. And I love me some Spider-Man. And it has great creators. So I might have to be in for a pound on that one. I think uh, you know, he, he's, he's starting to read a little bit more now. So, which is fine, but I ain't gonna be throwing him a what was it a three year crossover event? Yeah, yeah no, across all of the Spider books, right? From ninety one or whatever it was, right? Oh my God, he! I don't even see him getting through one half of an issue before he's like, <laughs> nope, done. <laughs> but Sal Buscema's but there's John Romita, but there, nope, done. Mm. I think uh, I think he'll change his mind on on a few books. Good. Uh, now, now that he's reading more. Yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. I, I well, so see, that's why I always tell him. I'm like, dude, if somebody sends you the book, how much did that cost you to read? Come on. Right. Exactly. Or like for me, I'm getting it from the library or on sale. I'm gonna be able to find some entertainment out of that. Not that everything is rosy, beautiful. I can still be, you know. Not negative, but I can be critical on something. Mm-hmm. But when it costs ninety nine cents, come on, I can find something, right? It has to be. But can we discuss shipwreck? Yeah, let's do that. I am. I have not started it yet. Okay. I have only picked up the first two issues, which are the only two out, right? Yes. You know I love me some Warren Ellis. Yes. But I have to ask you, since I, I assume you've read both. Yes. Is it Warren Ellis who is passionate about the project he is currently writing, or is it Warren Ellis writing for a paycheck? No, it doesn't feel like he's writing for a paycheck. Okay. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he writes Thunderbolts. You can tell when his heart left that story and he was just writing it for a paycheck. Well, I mean, this is a creator-owned book. I know, but and I'm, this, uh, it, it, I'm well, just and that, that, Well, not just that. This is Aftershock, dude. Like, he's not writing for a paycheck. I know. You know? Like, That's why I'm hoping it's going to be unbelievable Wildstorm Ellis. Not that I want him doing capes and cowls, but just letting him write. Letting him just express there is some pretty crazy shit that happens in that book, Nick. That is all I need to know. Okay, because Philip Hester's art is effing banging on this. Yeah, let me tell you. So, so I, I missed the interview, but Phil was on Aftershock Central with uh, with Jack and Ronnie, mm-hmm. and it was a, a really good interview. Uh, I feel like complete butt that I missed it. I, obviously, I was at work, so it's not like I was slacking off. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, he he had eye surgery. I don't know if you knew this. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he he was having issues seeing. Um, and so he had to get the surgery. And let me tell you, Nick, like Phil Phil's been in industry for a very long time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very very long time. Uh, this is probably the best art I've seen out of Phil Hester, ever. I, I can totally see that. Uh, it it is not the art that he was doing for Green Arrow. No. 
Not that that art was bad. That art for the time was fantastic. And mm-hmm. you could read that art now, and it still does not look dated. Mm-hmm. And that was, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. <sighs> Man. He's good. Seven. Oh, but I have to ask you, mm-hmm. on a title, yeah, an Aftershock title, mm-hmm. dude, I might actually have to, I, I, I might have to spend, like, real money on this. Oh, my. I mean, not waiting for the sale, because it has, <laughs> it has too many people for me not to want to read as soon as it comes out. Okay. Blood blister. Oh, yeah, that's the the one that Phil's writing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Tony Harris. Mm-hmm. You know I love me some Tony Harris. Yes. Guy Major doing the colors. Yes. Ha, do you know anything about it? Have you seen anything on it? All I've seen is the the couple covers that they've released. Um, No, I haven't seen much of anything, to be honest with you. Good God. Um, I've also not had much time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, uh, no, no, I haven't seen anything. Phil talked about it a little bit on that episode. Um, it it sounds really interesting. Um, he was talking. You should go and listen to that episode, Nick. I am, to be honest with you, I have held it, held it on my phone since it came out, um, waiting to read Shipwreck One and Two. Ah. Uh. So, yeah, yes. as soon as I get done with, I think my order right now, I think I'm going to do uh, Black Eyed Kids, mm-hmm. American Monster, Alters, Alter, and then uh, finish it up with Shipwrecked. Because okay. I know that's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, Which at this rate, I will probably be done with all of those by Friday. Oh my, look at you. No, I'm just saying, I am so jacked right now. It's just, it's <laughs> crazy. And what's crazy, and granted, I didn't buy everything Aftershock put out. Uh huh. But I've, but there hasn't been really a cape and cowl involved in any of the stuff that I picked up. Mm hmm. Which is shocking. Other than you do get, what was it, Roosevelt? And Rough Riders, yeah. Yeah, in that steampunk armor. <laughs> oh my god, it's so awesome. That was so badass. It was the best. <laughs> oh my god. So badass. <laughs> but as soon as I saw uh who was the Russian? Was uh Rasputin. Rasputin. Oh, as soon as I saw him, I was just like this is going places. This is insane. <laughs> <Rest> <laughs> It's like, please tell me Rough Riders are going to, like, Russia next. And it'll be like, oh, here's Tolstoy and (laughs) Tolstoyevsky. So good. Oh, Oh, man. man. Yeah, it was fun. Times. Good times. Oh, my God. Such good times. (laughs) But, you know, one one regret. Uh Uh-huh. And you know I was... uh, unemployed for a while so i sort of missed like this season of cons sure now that cons are sort of in a lull mm-hmm. i'm a little pissed because it's like man i would have loved to get out to like c2e2 and maybe aftershocks there 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I got some stuff signed. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like just to show the support. Uh, I agree. So, but next year. Next, next year. year. Next, year. next year, year, buddy. Stuff happens. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Shipwreck's really good. Uh, Alters. I want to know what you think about Alters. Alters, I'm looking forward to. Oh, you I haven't read it yet. I have not. It okay. is up after American Monster. Okay, cool. And the reason I only bought those two issues was I think I reached out to you. And and you were like, well, if you have a couple bucks, I'd pick these up. Yeah, yeah. Alters so. is, is fun, dude. It, you know what Alters – Alters gave me like that that good feeling that you had like back in the day reading X-Men. Ooh. That's high. You know? that's, that's high praise. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. When I was flipping through some of the, and you know I love me some Paul Jenkins. Sure. Uh, he was great with Hellblazer. He was great with uh, Jay Lee on Inhumans for Marvel Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I looked through just the preview pages, there was sort of a Astro City vibe hmm. that I got from it. I could see that. And I don't mind that. Yeah, Maybe I could see that. A little bit more of that. So yeah, I'm I dude, I'm so looking forward to it. It's just nice to have and I think you have sprouted this more in me than anyone has in the last two years. Your love as well as my love for Elseworld stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and alternate reality science fiction especially in comics. Yeah. Like any time now I see like science fiction, as long as one of the people that I, I can trust or it's a creator that I love, it's like, yeah, I want more of that. Mm-hmm. Hence why I read 22 Secret Wars offshoot trades. Oh my, you poor thing. No, not poor at all. Because <laughs> it was, I treated it all like this is an Elseworld title. Yeah. Now I can revisit like some of this craziness that was happening in the eighties, whether it was horrible, horribly done or not. It was still like, I'm back in that universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dude, I'm just, I'm loving it and flipping through altars. It, it has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it, dude. I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying it. You know, not every comic is for everybody, right? No, not at all. Um, but uh, you know, I, genu- I, I genuinely feel like they're putting out really good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and just not enough people are buying them. That's what I'm sort of concerned with. And I, you know me, I don't pay attention to numbers whatsoever. Yeah. But I don't want, I don't want people to miss these. Yeah. Or at this point, like, did you grab something on a Comicsology sale? Because mm-hmm. I would hate for you to wait, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I got all of Alters in the quarter bin. Right. And it's like, who's that? You know, who who's that benefiting? Mm-hmm. Other than you spending a quarter on it. <laughs> like, it'd be one thing, like if I bought some Valiant titles in a quarter bin and gave them to somebody, and then they were like, ooh, now I can go out and actually spend money and buy some Valiant titles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But you don't want to wait around, and then all of a sudden it's like, I love this revisionist. Well, this is the last issue, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's like, darn it. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's the Mockingbird thing. Like, as soon as you told exactly. me about it, it's like, oh, it's it's been canceled. Better luck next time. Yep. Yep, yep. That's very true. Very, very true. Yeah, but you guys definitely flew the flag for me. The Aftershock podcast, uh, <laughs> seeing Jack, seeing Ronnie, seeing you tout it, and then how welcoming the Facebook group was. Oh, yeah, that those was, guys are awesome. But that was so nice. I mean, especially for me, who's never read anything, just to well, go on and, like, have people posting up pages. And then guess what? I'm reading a page or mm-hmm. reading just one panel that makes that called out to some reader mm-hmm. that they wanted to post this. And needless to say, like, and I don't blame Aftershock. Like, Aftershock's going to market their stuff the way they want to market their stuff. Sure. And they're not going to look at, like, you know, this panel really made sense to a lot of people, so let's put this in an ad. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to do that, and nor should they. But for me to go on and read it and not have anything spoiled, just read something like, wow, that made a lot of sense. That, that means something to somebody. Yep. And I got something from it because it's like, oh, I've heard this title, but I never read this. Right. Yeah, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good group. Good group of people. Uh, yeah, and a lot of those guys are uh, came from from the Valiant groups. Oh, good. I don't know if you know this, Nick. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, there were some people that I didn't recognize whatsoever. Oh yeah, no. I mean, there's there's plenty that are just new to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I and I probably will. Put, to be honest with you, the next sale. I'll probably be picking up the remaining titles. Oh my, look at you. I don't even care if they're like, if people are lukewarm on them. It's uh-huh. like, you can be lukewarm on them, but guess what? If there's a, a person that I, a creator that I respect and I like, mm-hmm. you're right about Aftershock. Like, they're not in there getting this huge paycheck. Right. They're writing something that might not have a niche anywhere else that they want. They they have to get that voice out of their head. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's exciting. Absolutely. You can't beat Paul Jenkins. You can't beat Mark Wade. You know, it's like they're they're pulling in names that anyone who's been into comics the last ten years you'll mm-hmm. you'll know pretty much either the artist or the writer. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool, Nick. That's exciting, man. It's very exciting. It's crazy. I haven't <laughs> I haven't felt this like excited for original stuff because when I dropped like Marvel and DC and mm-hmm. went to Vertigo and then Vertigo was like the springboard over to independent comic books. Yeah. Like, guess what? You can read like Seth's Palookaville, and he has a voice. And a look to his comic book that no one else does. Because mm-hmm. it looks like the New Yorker magazine. Right. And it's it's just something like coming off of all these capes and cowls, especially in the 90s um, when it was getting real scratchy. Mm-hmm. And then going over and seeing like this elegant independent art or independent story or talking about things that holy cow i would have never read like yummy fur i would have never read any of these independent titles eight ball 
um, because I, I wanted to push away the standard cape and cowl story. Right. And try something different. Right. And it feels like Aftershock's that, like, it feels that way to me now. Like, oh, this is so different. Even though I still love, like, all the mainstream books, but that's sort of what Valiant gave me, too. Is just like, oh, they're telling stories in their own universe that isn't really part of any history that I feel like I'm missing out on. They made, at least for me, Valiant, when I jumped on back onto the relaunch, they made it feel like there's history, but we're going to make that history into almost a mystery. You can Mm -hmm. investigate it if you want. If you don't, it's not going to ruin any books for you. Right. And it felt very inclusive. And that's why I love Valiant. And Aftershock feels that way. It feels very inclusive. It feels like no matter what, you can pick up American Monster. It might not be something you love, but you don't have to feel like you need to like pull out. A, you know me. I hate when I would have to go to a wiki page for something. To <laughs> yeah. Which is really odd because just even in this episode, Garth Ennis sends me to a library to get a history book to read up more about something. Mm-hmm. But that is completely different from me. I, I miss the part in comics where they're like, also see Amazing Spider-Man 68. Like, send me to F- issue 68. Don't just say, well, I guess you missed out on that. You know, that's why, oh, his eye's missing? Eh, if you didn't read it, oh, well. Like, I feel like I'm missing out instead of like, oh, it's a mystery. Okay. Well, I want to, I want to research and I want to, I want you to tell me why someone has three scratches on their face Mm -hmm. instead of just like, well, that, that mystery will never be solved from us. Like, and I feel like Aftershock does that same thing. There's like mysteries involved, but it's not this convoluted history that you have to unravel. True. And you know, I think it comes up a lot uh, in in the Valiant community, but you know, because Aftershock has no connection to anything else, it gives you more freedom to do other things. You know what I'm saying? Like the Valiant fans, sometimes they they don't like what is being put out because they want what they were reading 25 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Not, I mean, not all of them. Sure. Um, but people that were reading back then, maybe. Um, with Aftershock, you don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But can I can I ask you a quick question regarding yeah. Aftershock? Uh, comparing yes. it to a almost a valiant. Yes. Do you want the aftershock universe to be interconnected? No. Meaning, do you want revisionists to pop into animosity? No, and because mess I, around in that timeline and then jump out. No, I think that would end up convoluting things. It goes exactly to the point that you were just making. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like no, if, I, I totally agree. I wouldn't want that either. Yeah, I want it. I want it almost to be like how Image treats their books. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Where if it makes sense, animosity jumps into like whatever black eyed kids. Sure. If that makes sense, okay, great. Because we have two like Holocaust worlds mm-hmm. scenarios. I don't know if black eyed kids. I'm just making it up. Sure, but. Like it would make sense if the revisionist went further into history and the, and he discovered that it was a Holocaust mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it is the animosity. Yeah. 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 Like that would totally, that totally makes sense. But do I want everything interconnected in that universe? No, nor should it be. No, I don't think so. And that's, that's one thing we all wondered uh, when they first came out. Um, but you know, really, Having to connect to, to have a shared universe, it really does make things very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, then you have a lot of like you don't have one story to keep track of. You have whatever five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. What was what, Valiant doing? Eight, nine books. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of story to keep up with. You know, and then think about like Marvel and DC. You know, if they're putting oh, yeah. out 30, 40, 50 plus books, like that's a lot to keep up with. You know, I could actually see it. The only people that it's fun for mm-hmm. are the creators. Mm. Everyone else, including the editors and any of the staff yeah. of those comic books, they have to be tearing their hair out. Sure. But just because two creators love working with each other and they want to like poke fun at each other. So let's our, let's have our characters interact with each other. Mm -hmm. I can see that being fun for them, but guess what? All the fans, as soon as you do stuff like that, all the fans can't help because they've been trained over decades Mm -hmm. that it's a shared universe. So all this stuff has to be interconnected. All this stuff has to make sense. You can't redcon stuff. Right. All of this is the Bible. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're only going to piss off the fans. Because <laughs> I know Marvel. That freaking Redcon's coming. Oh, yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's really what I thought Secret Wars was, to be honest with you. No kidding. I thought it was all going to go to... Like, four pages of slowly the color leaving the page and then slowly the page going to white (laughs) and then like, Oop, we just hit a button. Now we're resetting everything. Everything you knew previous, throw it out the window. (laughs) Take that Spider-Man number one, burn it. Cause here's a new Spider-Man number one. Oh man. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you almost have to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, dude, I, I haven't had fun like I am with Aftershock long, long time. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious because you've been posting a ton in that Valiant, uh, in the Aftershock uh, Facebook group. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get banned sooner or later. Nah, it's a happy place. I don't know. <laughs> or I'll just get I'll, I'll get quietly muted. Oh, come people. on now. Hide his posts. Uh. But it is, it's fantastic to have other people throw out 
throw out suggestions and then I, there's even been times where I'll just, I'll write back to a couple people and I'm like, that just doesn't look like my cup of tea. Yeah. And they'd be like, okay, I totally get it. I, ha- I'm having a good time with it, but I understand. <coughs> so since you're talking about cups of tea, Nick, mm-hmm. 